in the 2020 Masters. The long-awaited Masters has a long-awaited champion in Dustin Johnson. I've never had this much trouble gathering myself. <laughs> On the golf course, I'm pretty good at it. Out here, I'm not. Yeah. It's a dream come true. It's, you know, it's, as a kid, you know, always dreamed about, you know, being a Masters champion. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. DJ gets the green jacket just a matter of months ago, and it feels like he's maybe the fourth or fifth storyline as the favorite going into this year's Masters. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat, this is at BetQL Daily at BetQL Daily on Twitter. Let's talk some golf and some Masters. With our friend Chris Felica at Chris Felica on Twitter, ESPN College Game Day, see my daily wager, your co-host Stanford Steve, and the Bear Podcast. Uh, Bear, it was literally just a matter of months ago that we were previewing this very same event. Uh, but tell us for you, now that uh, it's in the, the right spot in April, I, I'm sure the course will be uh, playing differently. But what makes Augusta National so much different than the rest of the season? I, I think just it, it signals, at least it's from, for me, it always has signified like the, the beginning of spring. Uh, you get, get the, the national championship game on, on Friday night and then heading right into to Masters Week. And it, it just tells you like, the doldrums of winter are, are gone and uh, spring, is, spring is here. And it's just the uh, sun is out. And, and it just looks, this is for me, get you back from the Northeast, too. Uh, it's gray in Connecticut, seemingly. Uh, so much, but 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 I think I, I think in just all the anticipation of uh, a big golf tournament, it's a lot of the aesthetic type stuff where just anticipating the, the the first major of the year and, and how guys have been playing in the from in Cal in the California swing and heading into Florida and everybody just some obviously every year somebody storylines whether it's been. Uh, where are we going for the career slam, or, or who's going to win, win their win their first major? It, it's just a lot of like a dramatic type stuff like that. More so, I think than like a technical golf. So many different aspects to handicapping golf. Is your process any different on Masters Week compared to your average tournament? Yeah, I, I think it is because uh, the fact that this tournament is played. Same week, same location. It really is the most uh, exclusive type uh, major where you're, you're on there, there's only a certain number of guys that really can win. Uh, mm -hmm. None of these amateurs are going to win. None of the first timers are going to win. Uh, none of the, the, the older past champions factor. And so, really, you're only dealing with probably. 30 guys, maybe at uh, most that, that, that I think you couldn't make a case to win. So that helps your handicapping uh, angles as well. And the, the, the course history is so strong there. It really does bode well and lend well. At least uh, my experience has shown for, for targeting guys, maybe not to win, but you know, Justin Johnson is going to go play well and he's going to be a great top 10 bit. You know, a guy like John Rahm has played well there. and It's going to be, a great top, top 10 bet. Uh, you know, someone like Hideki Matsuyama always seems to manage uh, a, a top 20 there. Same, uh, same thing with a, a guy like Xander Shoffley who seems to have played well in the, in, there in the past. So it, it may not necessarily be a spot where you want to 
go crazy with outright markets, but I really think uh, if you have access to the top 10s and the top 20s, that that's probably the best way to to attack this tournament. Chris, with that being said, where do you find value this weekend as far as outrights? Who do you like? Uh, the, I, the only I played three outrights. Um, I played Justin Thomas um, just because I think if you look at his game, I don't think there's a guy out there who has the ability to grind it out on Thursday and Friday and then go super low on moving day. I don't think there's a guy on tour like him uh, who's more equipped to do that. Uh, he's gotten better and better every time he has played Augusta. And, and I remember he, he was, he was one of the 36 local leaders last year uh, when it was in November. And I, and I don't want to take too, too much away from that because uh, like we were saying earlier, the, the course is going to play so much firmer, so much faster. These, these greens are going to be like glass. So you might not want to like all, all because I'm just going to say some JM, for example, or like Dylan Fratelli guys who, played really, really well there for like the first time in the, in the fall. Don't necessarily think that's going to translate to them playing well this time around, because I think they're going to see an entirely different course than what they saw last year. So, so, so uh, JT was one of the, uh, one of the rights I played. Uh, I played a little wrong only because he's played well there each of the last three, four years. Uh, he's got five top tens in majors, three are there. I, I think, Maybe he won't win, uh, but obviously that storyline and him being a dad, I think is going to get played and going to get a lot of sentimental tickets. Uh, but 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 I think he factors in. But I think he's obviously more likely for a top ten. And any other guy I played with uh, just a little flyer was on uh, Lee Westwood. Um, and you got to talk about a career resurgence with the pair of runner finishes uh, at Bay Hill and the players. Uh, and then he was a little emotionally drained, physically drained, and. Missed the cut at the Honda, but bounced back and played well in the match play. Uh, remember, he was a he was a, a runner up to Danny Willett in 2016 when when Danny Willett won here. So every now and and he's played really well at Augusta uh, in, in the past. Obviously, he's still seeking their first career major. But we, we've seen guys on the the back end of their career kind of when they were a little bit of an afterthought and turn out they're never going to win a win a major. I mean, guys like guys like Darren Clark or Jimmy Walker or Sergio. Uh, there was no pressure, and uh, when you least expected it, they popped up and won one. So I, I thought Westwood uh, was a nice little flyer just for a couple of bucks at 50 to 1. Yeah, love Westwood as well, Bear. And like you said, there's 30 guys that you can make the case for. You know, it's a very predictable tournament. Uh, who are some top guys, maybe some public plays that you're going to fade, maybe stay away from, maybe look to play against in matchups, whether that's Kepka coming off the injury, Bryson, anybody like that that you're just staying away from this weekend? Kepka, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fade him, and, I, and I'm not gonna back him because I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I, I think I don't, I don't want to be the guy opposing him, and all of a sudden he's fine and he's going out there and and hitting over green. So I, I'm gonna stay away from that. I am gonna look to fade uh, Jordan Spieth and in, in a lot of head to head. I, I look winning at Valero and winning and competing in in a, in a major at the Bird Masters for the first time and. In three, four years, it's a completely different thing. Maybe his game is all the way back, uh, but but I, at the price that he is now against like Justin Thomas, where JT's like only minus one twenty five, and some of the other players and that are in head to heads against him that it, uh, over the longer period of time have been in better form. Uh, I'll look. I'll look to uh, to fade him. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look to fade uh, a guy like Patrick Cantley who. 
yeah, he had that run a couple of years ago where he got out earlier and put, put up a low score. Uh, he really hasn't competed, contended in a ton of majors, and he's getting uh, a lot of support as well. Uh, Bubba Watson, I think, is someone I'm going to look to 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 fade. I know he's played well and won a couple of uh, Masters in the past, but I, I saw him at to to miss the cut at uh, like plus two twenty five or so, and uh, he's missed the cut this year. Three of his last five stroke play events finished fifty fourth in another. Um, if you look back over the last fifteen majors, he's missed the cut eight times, and maybe he'll score well enough on some of these par fives to to hang around for the weekend, especially considering you only have, what, 85 players in the field. Uh, but, but at the same time, it's it better than two to one. Uh, I'm willing to uh, uh, take a chance on that as well. So those, those, are, uh, those are the main guys that I'll be, uh, I'll be looking to fade. And, and I think Sinjang M is probably someone that, in, in the right situation, I might look to, to fade a little bit as well, mainly because of what I said earlier in, in that he, he, he did great last year. The greens were soft. The weather uh, in his first go around at Augusta National. Uh, the expectation is that he'll play really, really well again in the second round. But he has not been in super form this year at all. Maybe this will be a week where uh, he does go back to Augusta and has good memories of the place. But, but I, I think he's being priced in a lot of matchups with a little bit too much respect based on that finish last year as opposed to how he's actually playing right now. Love it. Love it. Couldn't agree more on, on a lot of your angles there. You do, you do not want to go against Kepka in a major. Maybe you don't have to back him, but, but you don't want him hurting you on Sunday when he's going for the green jacket. And, and it sounds like uh, maybe all oh, the reports were a little exaggerated about his injury. It's Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvath. This is BetQL Daily with the Bear Chris Felica from ESPN uh, getting you set for the Masters. So you just talked about some of your fades. You went over some outrights, but but you feel the advantage that we might have this week is looking at the top 10, top 20 markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you like there? Well, I, I, play, I, I played um, guys that I mentioned, Rom, Westwood, uh, uh, Dustin Johnson as well. Like I said, I mean, in top 10, uh, you look at his last five trips here, wing second, 10th, fourth, fifth. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to take what the book gives you. And uh, he's someone, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, he's someone that I'll, I'll focus for the top 20s. Um, again, he looks like he's gotten this game together, uh, five top 20s here in the last six years. And obviously, his putty's going to matter. And that's not why, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons why he, it really isn't going to contend to win come the weekend, but but he'll do enough to hang around the top 20. If you're looking for a real long shot, maybe to finish in the top 10, the top 20, Victor Perez is someone that uh, I would look at. He played great in the match play. Uh, he had a, had a top five finish in Saudi Arabia early this year. He did get his first look at Augusta to help his sight lines a year ago, but he's someone at a ridiculous place like nine to one to finish in the top 10 and three uh, plus three fifty to finish in the top 20. So, I thought those prices are low. And, and Tony Finau, uh, every, everybody's favorite, favorite punching bag. He can't <laughs> win. But, but, I mean, for a couple of years now, I have been playing him to win. I've been playing him to finish in the top 10 in, in majors, and, and that's the way to go. Well, what was, what, seven, I think it's seven top 10s uh, in, in majors going back to 2018. I mean, everybody gets, everybody gets the, la- the laugh about it. He's been in the final group of a couple of majors and hasn't been able to win, but it, it, it plus 250 to finish in the top 10 for a guy that is a, a pretty much a regular in the top 10 at majors over the last three years. I'll, I'll take that any day and every day. 
Bear, what are your thoughts on Rory heading into this weekend? You know, he's always a public play, but I feel like this year nobody's really talking about him. Uh, you give him any shot this weekend? I don't. I don't like where his mind appears to be right now. I think he's so infatuated with uh, seeing what Bryson DeChambeau has done and improving his length off the tee. And, and I think he maybe got in his head a little bit to try and alter his swing and try and match that power. And it really took away about what made him really a great player. And it was his ability to just find fairways and, and hit good second shots. So, uh, and, and I think the, the weight of going for the career slam always wears on him. And since he blew that lead on, on, on the back nine, that was 2010, like he, he hasn't really played. He hasn't been in contention here. I mean, he's got some top tens. They're all backdoor variety but he really hasn't been in the mix at all uh, on the weekend. So uh, I am, uh, I would love to see him play well. I mean, he's a guy who I love because uh, he's so open. He's so honest. Uh, he wear, he wears his true colors and emotions and his thoughts uh, on his sleeve and maybe too much at times. And that could be a detriment, but, but in terms of, of, of a guy who you want to root for, boy, Rory's at the top of that list. And I would love to see him get it done one of the, one of these years, but there's a lot of historical precedent where, the guys who have completed the career Grand Slam, uh, they all needed it within like three tries of the major that they needed to do it. And this is what Rory's what now? Sixth, I think. Seventh uh, go-around at Augusta National with the career mm -hmm. slam. So I, I, I think there's a lot of historical precedent saying he's probably not going to get it if he hasn't gotten it by now. Bear, we have about 30 seconds. Is there another golfer that we have not uh, touched on that you'd like to uh, mention? Yeah, there's a top Canadian market out there, which, which has Corey Connors, uh, Mackenzie Hughes, and Mike Weir. And Corey Connors is, I saw, like minus 175 to win. And unless Mike Weir is going back in the time machine to 2003, uh, yeah. he's not got no shot. And Mackenzie Hughes has played this event once, and he missed the cut over 15 over par. Connors is in really good form. He finished top 10 last year. Respectable the year before. That's so like, like of all the bets I've mentioned, I think Corey Connors at minus one seventy five to be top Canadian is my favorite play of everything here. Beautiful, Chris Felica at Chris Felica on Twitter. You watch him on the ESPN Daily Wager. He co-hosts the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. Enjoy the Masters, Bear. Uh, we appreciate you uh, coming on at BetQL Daily as always. Coming up next, nickel or dime. Eli will join us.